Welcome into Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. I am Tomo, and I'm joined, as always, by John S. Hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, buddy. Dude, you just uh, did a baller move there. I thought I was going to introduce us, and then uh, you just kind of, like, pushed me aside was like, I got this. Yeah, I'm taking it today. Yeah, I think it's uh, the coolest you've ever been. I, yep, and that's <laughs> that's it. That's the peak. We're uh, we're here in the studio. We're doing another morning record. Uh Kind of like, like them. them. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, Jinx. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I would. Uh, I also wouldn't mind doing some late night records sometime. Ooh. It's a little trickier though. Uh, short and spooky after dark. Yeah. Have some candles. Nice. But you, you, well, that wouldn't work. I'll bring my kimono. What the hell's that? It's like a a, a robe, but like shorter. Ugh. <laughs> What's the point of it? I don't know. Yeah, it gets a little sex appeal. <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, just kind of, uh, doing the last couple things I need to before I go on my, uh, little vacay here. Oh, fun. Yes. I can't, I, uh, I can't wait for you to be gone. <laughs> uh, getting, uh, getting, you know, down under. Have you, like, uh, researched, like, anything, like, 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 tips on what to do or, like, things to do and not do, kind of, like, yes. culturally and also, like, environmentally? Uh, environmentally? Well, like, don't, you know, like, they got a lot Kill of... Any- Wombats, yeah, yeah. Don't jump into kangaroo into their. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. And it got me thinking. Um, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but I I have some great travel stories. I thought it might be fun to share. Yeah. A couple of things. I could probably pull a few out of the bank, <laughs> the old mem bank, Spain, spank bank. No, no, not that. That that stays locked. Actually, I have one that is kind of semi-related to Spank Bank. I went uh, once with some friends when I was in Thailand to a ping pong show. And what, wait, a ping pong show? Yes. Like, people were playing ping pong. Uh, they're playing ping pong with their genitals. Wow, wait, well, oh, I've heard of this. Yes, yes. And uh, It was very sketchy and hard to find. Uh, one of my friends, she was teaching English in Thailand uh, so she could speak Thai. And she, like, we bribed some taxi driver to take us to some sketchy little place and we were the only young people there and uh my group of friends who I went with we, they were also the only girls there uh everyone other dude was like some weird middle-aged dude who looked all a sketch and like uh you go in this little room and Wait, there's, there's only one other guy there no there's like a bunch of people and they're like all sitting at like folding tables like probably jacking it under the table and stuff Ugh. like uh, a card table like one of yeah those like that, folding ugh. like cheap like tables like something like a pro wrestler would jump onto like oh jesus <laughs> some really cheap folding table and uh you go and you watch and there's people do all kinds of crazy shit like uh uh smoke a cigarette like uh through their pussy or like uh Ugh. blow a dart uh through it uh like a little straw put a marker up there right welcome to thailand um but then it started getting really weird uh <laughs> they would like get up and start dancing around and then, like, take out, like, roses, like, long-stem roses out of their vagina. Oh, my God. Uh, How did one, like, start on that, the path to that, to, like, to that career? Oh, jeez. I mean, do you, you think, know. All, in all seriousness, do you think it's a bit of, like, a sex trade or, like, a... Oh, yeah. I'm sure none of these these ladies actually wanted to be there. Oh, but, wow. Um you know, it just got getting crazier and crazier. And of course, me and my friends are drinking and watching this. We're like, oh, my God, they just took, like, t- 12 razor blades on a piece of string out of her pussy. Ugh. Like, how the fuck does that even work? How long uh, are these shows? Um, you know, 
<laughs> I was actually so engrossed in what was happening. I was not looking at my watch. Plus, I was already, like, so shit-faced anyway. And uh, the, the thing that, like, blew our minds that, like, got us, like, so, like, like falling out of our chairs, losing our minds, we got kicked out of there, was this woman gets up and she starts dancing around and we're like, all right, what is this chick going to do? And then she spreads her legs and a live bird flies out of her pussy. Jesus fucking Christ. That's so weird. <laughs> it was so fucked up. You're just like, this isn't hot. This is like no. disturbing. Like How, that poor bird. I mean, it was fucked up. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of the point. Like you go to this thing and you're like, this is fucked up. Like I remember also when I was 19 and I used to go to Tijuana all the time going to see a cockfight. That was fucked up too you're like oh man this is gonna be crazy roosters fighting each other and then like you watch it like this is sad it's this very is, sad it's yeah. horrible no i, I don't like i felt that. bad for the bird yeah both times <laughs> both times birds <laughs> over here at short and spooky we we love animals we're animal lovers we love dads we love moms we love animals we love tommy jr tommy jr we love you very much <laughs> <laughs> i love how sincere that was we do i, I you know well actually it'd be tommy the fourth again I mean, he'd be Tommy Jr. to me. Yeah, no, but I mean, you'd be the deadbeat dad at this point. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, or you'd be dead. I don't know. <laughs> deadbeat dead. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, you got traveling some... stories. Um, nothing too crazy. I remember when I was about fourteen, I went to visit my friend in Florida, and I flew alone. That's and, very cool. As yeah. a fourteen-year-old, I was. Oh, it was so cool. And the the cool thing was this is pre nine eleven. So I just got to sit on the plane, like my I had a layover in DC, mm-hmm. and I was like one of like two people that just like sat there. And because I was underage, they had like a, a flight attendant come and check in on me, being like, you know, stay with me, like sure I didn't get like snatched up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't know, but on my second flight, the a very very attractive woman who's probably like in her mid twenties, like she seemed old to me, but now I'm like, oh wow, she's probably about twenty five, twenty six, very good looking. She's like walking down the aisle. I'm like, man, imagine she sat next to me. Sits next to me. Nice. Did you, sorry. I did not touch her. No, I was going to ask if you went to the uh, restroom and spanked it. No. Really? No, I didn't get up once. Wow. I don't really get up much during flights. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, I had just gotten a new CD. What was CD was it? Was it Eminem? No. Beastie Boys? Nope. Uh, Chumba Wumba? No, it was <laughs> Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Chocolate starfish Hell and yeah. the hot dog flavored water. And where you like, like, like had it like peeking out of your backpack, like check oh, it I had out. it sitting on my lap. You were trying to like show it off, like I wasn't trying to show it off, but that is, uh, it's funny because she slept for the most most of the flight, and then with like about thirty minutes left, uh, she like taps me on the leg, and it's like, is that nude? Like, so it was right around Christmas time. She's like, did you get that for Christmas? And I like take my headphones off, like what? She's like, "Did you get that for Christmas?" I'm like, yeah, my dad got me the CD, and she's very, very sweet, very, very sweet. But she talked to me like the entire time and was just so nice and gorgeous. I'm like trying to, you know, to not get a boner because she's like very touchy and very nice to me. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, I mean, God, I, I can still picture she. She is in this bank bank, by the way. <laughs> um, but I remember I got off uh, at the airport, and uh, this is like again pre nine eleven, so like you, you're friends or whoever's picking you up could meet you right at like your gate you know there wasn't the security stuff and i remember like seeing my friend's eyes go so wide like she like walked with me and talked to me the entire time and she gave me a kiss on the cheek and a big hug and my friend davy was like jaw was like on the ground he was like whoa wow 
But I remember, uh, yeah, the the best part of that story is that I was listening to Limp Bizkit. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Tommy O, Lady Killer. Lady Killer. No, it was, that, that was cool. I have a couple of their travel stories, but they're not that interesting, just like that one. Almost. You're like, once again, peaked early. Peaked, yeah, 14. No, I might have, in the, I, was, I was like 13 or 14, something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I have a couple other ones, but they're either too graphic or not that interesting. Well, we'll see what happens when I come back. Maybe I'll have uh, an interesting story for you. Who knows? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, well, anyway, moving forward, uh, from time to time, we get emails around here. We do. Yes, uh, and today we have an email. All right. Do you want to do it now? Uh, it's kind of long, but basically the gist of it was uh, due to all the recent reboots of anthology series... What series would we choose to reboot? Ooh, interesting. I didn't see this email, so have you thought it's about from, it? It's uh, from Emil... Don't, uh, don't say their name. Um, do you want to go ahead and do oh, this you, one? You can go first, because you've probably thought about it. Well, like we already discussed, there already have been... They're rebooting Amazing Stories to end Twilight Zone. Okay, so that's off the board. Uh, they were talking about doing it for Tales from the Crypt, but then it never actually happened. I think... I think I would go with Tales uh, from the Crypt, just because I think that would be really fun. I mean, I, I just give me some more Crypt Keeper. I, I can never say no to that. Or a Freddy's. A Freddy's Nightmares reboot could be a lot of fun, especially if they did it kind of tongue-in-cheek, like it wasn't taking itself too seriously. Yeah. Like, I kind of think that's, you know, if you take the Freddy's Nightmares TV show out of the equation, if you just look at the actual uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise... I like when it's kind of more at its silly points, like Freddy yeah. Five, where it's it's almost like Freddy's like a cartoon character almost. Which one's Freddy Five? Uh, I mean, they're all the same thing. Yeah, but it just kind of gets to the point where it's like literally doing like like Wiley e. Coyote bits, like falling off a cliff and yeah. that kind of stuff. Holding a sign up, being like, you know, instead of speaking, it's the sign says like, "Whoops, whoops, yeah, don't look down." Uh, what would you want to reboot? The Freddy's Nightmares? Uh, may, maybe, yeah. I'm, I was trying to think, like, what... Let's um, see, we did uh, Fox Family Ghost Stories, uh, Perversions of Science, uh, The Outer Limits, uh, Goosebumps, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. I think... Mm. No, not Goosebumps. Because if you rebooted Goosebumps again, it would just be... Ooh, that could be fun. Just take the same Goosebumps books, but have them, like, more true to form. Maybe make them an hour long. yeah. That'd be um, cool. Yeah, I'm going to Goosebumps. Okay. Because that way, you know, our Goosebump boys. Oh, yeah. They would have, uh, you know, they could come back more and more and we could do some modern ones, but. Oh, yeah. We haven't really talked about this, but wasn't Mean and Stupid funny? I did like Mean and Stupid. It makes me laugh. Yeah, it made us laugh. We listened to it together a couple of times. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, you had to do a lot of editing for that. Yep. I, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we hope to have them back on soon. Do we? Uh, we just have to, uh, pr- mentally and physically prepare ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Goosebumps would be my, my choice. Right on. Well, thanks for writing us an email. If, uh, you, uh, listeners at home want to, uh, send us a line, our email address is shortandspooky at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at shortandspooky. Um, but yeah, today we are talking about your favorite show. Freddy's Nightmares. Freddy's Nightmares. Can't wait. Um, today. Not, not a great episode. <laughs> I mean, Freddy's first part I liked. I told you this earlier. I, second part was, the, well, they don't—they're not related to each other. I have really. a complicated relationship with 
with Freddie's nightmares. It's a very love hate thing. I feel yeah. like I'm in an abusive relationship. It's where just it's like, like our friendship. Where, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like uh, Freddie's nightmares. It's like I I don't enjoy watching it, but I do look back on it fondly after I'm done watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like being like pushed around in like an abusive relationship but then like you think about them fondly yeah you're like yeah well you know he, he was just um he was hungry Fine. i just made him too mad yeah it's because he loves me so much mm-hmm. um, um so we're doing freddy's nightmares uh episode five of season two uh just real quick uh i know we like talking about the intros for these tv shows i paid a little bit more attention than i did I did too. I felt like it was different at the the intro, the pictures at the beginning. Yes, and like the hand graphic. Did you? What did you notice different? Uh, I, I noticed uh, when it's like panning into Springwood, it has the population. Yeah, but it's like obscured by like a cloud or like a puff of it smoke. Was weird. So you can't actually see the population of how big Springwood is. And then also, there's a newspaper article about Freddy Krueger being captured. Or, like, burned alive. And <laughs> I love whenever they have, like, a fake newspaper, like, uh, page, like, in a TV show. Like, one of the other articles that can be read in it. What did it say? I didn't see. <laughs> it said, um, record bingo jackpot. <laughs> so, besides, like, locals murder the groundskeeper of a elementary school. Also, record jackpot. Yeah, like, bingo. It, it, like, the second headline, like, the second most important thing behind someone being murdered is, like, record-breaking bingo but also that's not the way bingo works like you play bingo until somebody wins it's not like oops nobody won we're gonna carry this over the next time it's like no that's not how this works have you ever gone to like a like a like a legit bingo Bingo hall yeah yes i did oh man i went there somewhat recently with friend of the podcast jenny lou hey jenny what's up jenny uh dude it was the most depressing place i've been in a long time. It was like being at a fucking bus station. Like, everybody there was a monster person who was, like, covered in grease. And, like, it was, like, horrible. Like, and I it was, like, I didn't know what was happening. There was, like, ones that you would play on an iPad that you didn't even have to do anything. Just watch. And it would just arbitrarily select your squares for you. And then there'd be another one that you actually had to use, like, the daubers on the piece of I paper. I love the dauber. And then there was all these side games. And I should you not, there were so many side games that me and Jenny were there for four hours and they didn't even play all the games. Wow. Like I had to be like, I have to leave. Like, cause like me and her would like start having a conversation and then like everyone would be like, shh, like shushing us. And then like, I was like, so I don't know what to do. I, I'm not playing these games. I'm just basically sitting in silence around these fucking disgusting people. Yeah. It was horrible. You can just do that with me. Yeah, I know. Save yourself the trouble. And also save myself $15. Did you win anything? No. Oh, actually, I did. I won a bingo, but so many other people won it that, like, all I won was, like, $20. So let me put it this way. I was there, I played bingo, and I won, and it was still horrible. Really? It, like, ruined my whole outlook. Like, I was like, this, like, killed my vibe all day. I remember playing it once or twice as a kid, like, at church. Well, that was the thing. The whole reason we went to this is because we used to play at this church uh, in Alameda. Shout out to Alameda. Hey, bud. Uh, <laughs> did you say hi? Yeah. You said, hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we used to go to this bingo hall, and it was at a church. And, like, I won there. And I remember I won a bingo game, and I won $150. And honestly, wow. Dude, the old ladies were – they get mad when young people win bingo. 
Because that's, like, all they have. That's what they have, yeah. yeah. They're, like, they bring all their little, like, pictures of their, like, nieces and nephews and their little troll dolls and, you know, their lucky charms. Troll dolls, man. Those things were dumb. I never had one, but I never wanted one either. Here, let's uh, let's get down to this. Uh, let's start this dumpster fire. Yeah, let's get into this thing. Yeah, so today we're doing Freddy's. That's true. Uh, memory overload. Yes. And I picked this one out of without even like seeing what it's about. Oh, much. okay. Well, I, I saw the I, I saw the story for the first part, which is the part I liked. Uh huh. Um, and I was like, oh, this sounds great. So the way the episode starts is uh, we're inside a, a classroom at. Uh, Springwood University. SU. Evidently, there's not a big population in Springwood, or at least we don't know, but it's big enough to have its own university. Own university. And um, these ladies are walking in, they're talking, and uh, this is, I, I knew instantly this is going to be both fun and awful at the same time. Uh-huh. Because she's talking about the only reason she's taking an English class is why. Uh, because... Uh, she wants to fuck all her science professors. Yeah, and she, uh, she that goes is such garbage. She goes. Writing. The only reason I'm taking English is because English professors do nothing for me. Yeah, and you know what? I was like, uh, sure and spooky is kind of like the English professors of podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we dry things up. <laughs> um, and so they sit down, and uh, there's this. Again, I thought it was already awful to start with. It so, gets even more fun. So okay, so there's two students talking. One of them is Barbara, who we who becomes the protagonist for the second Freddy story, um, and she's uh, she says she's only taking this class because uh, well she actually goes actually I'm a supervisor at a credit rating company. I was like what a weird brag like yeah. like you can just say oh I'm just taking a class I'm not a major yeah and she's like actually I do this. Yeah, it'd be so weird. Like, it would be funny if it was something like even lower of a job. You're like, actually, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a, I make pizza at a place. This is just a class. For <laughs> well, the dude comes in. Uh, we, we don't know he's a professor at first. Um, the guy kind of looks like a weird, like knockoff version of James Woods. Yeah, he does. Um, and he acts like it too. Yeah. So uh, every time, here we'll do a drinking game rules. Okay. Every time he takes a drink. Yeah. You take a drink. Yep. Uh, every time they say uh, the general, oh the general, yeah, what? take a drink, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then we'll get to uh, what drinking games for part two. Maybe every time there is a computer voiceover, yeah. Uh, uh, I did not. Okay, ugh. we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so this is it looks like a student sitting in class. He starts drinking out of uh, uh, his little flask and then starts talking to the. Oh, can we also talk about the uh, um, the the people in the rest of the class that are just talking? Like the the dialogue is so funny. The all the old gray hair old okay. ladies. I wrote down, "Is this a college?" Because I was like, "Is this like I don't?" This seems more like a like a community center or something like that. Yeah, I was like, "These these the fellow classmates range from ages." 60 to 90. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the average uh, age for the fellow classmates is probably, you know. They probably thought it was seven. actually bingo, and that's what they're there for. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so what, let's get down to this part, because this is dumb. So uh, the guy sits down, and he uh, leans forward and harasses the woman in front of him. Yeah. Is that something like going out back or something like that? Yeah, he's like, why don't we go outside and like fool around or something? And she gets outraged and says some shit, and... Uh, this confrontation escalates to a point where he grabs her 
and pulls her eyeballs out of her face. What's he say to? He says something like, "He goes, she goes, oh, I saw Othello with my new boyfriend, and I thought it was great." And he's like, "Oh, I thought you didn't couldn't understand anything more than a Saturday morning cartoon program." Uh, and nothing what, wrong with that. That's a slight at Saturday morning cartoons. I know. Freddy's uh, Nightmares, too, really. Yeah. Shout out to Bump in the Dark. Yeah. Hey, that was fun. <laughs> uh, we got a... Oh, yeah. So, anyway, this is this part is... I. It was so frustrating, because this was the coolest fucking violent part of this episode, was where it looks like this dude tears this woman's eyeballs out of her head. I thought we were starting strong. Me, too. And, and the whole class is screaming, going ape shit. Yeah. And it turns out this was just uh, the way the professor chooses to start his classes. That was a bamboozle. Mm-hmm. And uh, after this reveal that it was just like a, a little, like, you know. She was, this woman was actually the, the drama instructor. Yeah, the head drama instructor. And um, he gets into talking about the class. And I'm like, so wait, now you're going to have sticky fake blood on your hands for the whole class? I mean, when you're a drama instructor, the head of it, you, you, you know, you go all in. I'm talking about him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he also, he's a a bumbling alcoholic so who cares uh i did love how fast the the class reaction is to being like more to like terrified like, holy fucking shit too to, uh. to being like oh he tricked us that's so sweet yeah this class is like the best audience ever they're like clapping and laughing like yeah. perfect on cue everybody's just like they, they is- may, maybe they are the best characters in this episode <laughs> the best Both actors parts. that's yeah. for sure um and then he has like the the skeleton He's like, Shakespeare, this is class. Class, this is Shakespeare. And they all like, oh, and they all clap at it again. I'm like, all he did is introduce them. It's, yeah. That was not hard. Not at all. And the one, the one, uh, uh, unfortunately, the one student who was not into English uh, professors, she's in love. She is. She's she's really feeling this dude. And I was like, why? Yeah, what no. What about him? He's uh, fucking. He, he is just openly drinking in front of, he asks her uh, if you <laughs> yeah. want a belt. <laughs> I I love that term belt for like uh, taking a pull off something. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so the student she goes, "Oh, I'm gonna ask him to tutor me. I bet you I'm gonna get a date." And then as she says this to her friend, the professor drunkenly comes out of the classroom and starts mumbling to himself, drunken like he's like, "No poetry." It's stupid. No, it's not. And he's like, he's like talking to himself, losing his damn mind. And well, I'm like, he drank. They said a quart of alcohol. I know, and she's still into him. Yeah, that's why I was like, damn, dude. We, you and I need to beat this lady. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, we get our first Freddy, uh, uh, Freddy segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's talking about he's like uh, the the good pun here. Oh, that's a drink too. Any Freddy pun? Anytime. Um, he's got a bottle of booze. And he's like, the bottle can kill you. Uh, the bottle alone, no, booze can kill you. The bottle alone can tear you up. And he smashes it and menacingly, well, not menacingly. <laughs> it's not scary <laughs> at all. In his own little Freddy way. Yeah. But your Freddy has small feet. <laughs> I don't know why, I just think that. That's, uh, that's why he wears the gloved hand, to draw attention away from his small feet. Yeah. You know what they say about guys with small feet? Uh, yeah, they got uh, blades in their hands. I was going to say, uh, they got small dicks. That's why he's in the little kids. Oh, oh, so it looks bigger? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We go back, we see uh, the professor passed out on his couch in his fucking shitty slum ca- like living room, and uh, we meet a student named Chuck. Yeah, and I like how they made this place look exactly like the most stereotypical like alcoholic kind of thing. Like, everything's a mess. Um, I remember I, uh, I had a coworker years ago. This guy was like in his deep 30s. 
Then I went to his house once. And I knew he was a big drinker because, like, we we worked on a, a cooking line together, and he would just like shake, like, un like uncomfortably shake. But I went to his place once, and all he had in his house was in his room was uh, a mattress on the ground, uh, one bookshelf because he liked to read a lot, and then a bottle of booze right next to. His uh, little, not bed, his, his mattress. It's kind of like uh, your bedroom, minus the bookcase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, he told me, he was very honest with me because we got pretty close to them, but he told me he used to wake up in the middle of the night and have to, to like pound like a quarter of a bottle to fall back asleep. Yep, I've been there. Okay. Not alcohol-wise, just because like I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I guess that's alcohol-wise. Yeah, it's like, that's no different. This place looks like shit. Uh... Uh, we, uh, the door knock, there's a knock at the door and, uh, there's a it's Chuck. Chuck. Uh, Chuck is, a. it says, well, we're led to believe he's an old student of, uh, the professors. Uh, and he explains that he's a army deserter. Yeah. And he, uh, he's like, I was in the army and I couldn't fucking do it. And I, I'm running away from the army. I can't go to my family's place cause they're all, cause he, they're a military family. Um, and then he starts talking about, it's like, also I've been having these nightmares. Yep. And like, I was like, this is the, f the first time in a Freddy's that I've seen where they actually establish right off the bat, hey, there's gonna be a lot of weird nightmares right off the front. But none of these nightmares are very interesting or, or scary. No. The, uh, it's basically, it's basically uh, two military police officers are like chasing him. Yeah. And his dad, the general. The general. Not to be confused with the insurance company, the general. <laughs> that was later in his life. <laughs> it's the same dude. Yeah, I mean that was the that was eighty nine. So you know, I would have loved it if like the general was like a bad CGI. Bad general. CGI with yeah with Shaq as his like uh, <laughs> Shaq's the other guy. You're like, wow, I really am dreaming. That would be so funny if the yeah the two military guys were Shaq and the general. Well, uh, the general all of a sudden knocks on the professor's door, forgives Chuck, and then. He starts taking a drink, and Chuck is, like, talking to his his dad, the general. He's like, no, don't drink. Don't Please. drink, dad. Yeah, he, like, begs his dad not to drink. He takes, like... That's like Tommy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink, dads. <laughs> uh, he gets hammed off of, like, one shot, He too. takes the smallest sip of, of, of vodka and then turns into, like, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, and then he... Uh, the, you know, they love, they love a good noose in this series. You notice that? Like yeah. every other one of the, like the first nightmares is always like a noose. Yeah, string them up. They, they like just start real basic, and they start you know they escalate a little bit. But uh, they so he has this nightmare with the noose, and then they're like shoot him in the knees or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. The fucking general slaps Chuck around. The military police shoot him in the knees, and then it's what well, it's a dream. Um, that's just the standing. Uh, drinking game rules always drink when there's a, a dream sequence. It's true. Uh, it is known. We see that the professor has now sobered up a little bit. He's starting to look a little bit more That's, effeminate. The time, like the timeline in this series was, or this episode was odd. Yeah. Well, it's just, and they don't even reveal why. It's like, so why are you drinking less now? Because it's been one day. It was what I thought, and he looks like age is better. Like yeah. he's like aged down like ten years. I'm like. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling better. I've conquered alcoholism. I'm like, up. Oh, that's yeah. truly an alcoholic right there being like, I'm fine. I can stop anytime I want. Yeah. All I have to do is tuck in my shirt. Yep, tuck my shirt and actually take a shower. And uh, he's but, trying to, he's, uh, the professor's trying to like encourage Chuck uh, to do other things. He's like, you're such a great writer. Like you should have followed your poetry. 
And and I, isn't Chuck complaining about being like, I'm stuck in here all day? Yeah. I was like, that's hiding, you idiot. <laughs> you fucking you idiot. You fucking moron. Well, also... Uh, this His character just goes all over the place. Yes. Like, it drove me nuts. I'm getting more... You know what? My rating is going down as we're rehashing this. Well, the uh, it's funny, too, because I love this part. Uh, Chuck goes, to my father, all poetry is the same. It should be written by women. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 deserves to be on a shirt. <laughs> that is we really gotta make good. shirts. We yeah. gotta make short and spooky shirts. Uh, that'll so, be one of them. Yeah. Also, twenty. Um, you know all those most popular poets. None of them are women. No. I don't even think a woman has ever written poetry. <laughs> um. Well, this is also the first. You don't know what this is, but there's a there's a scene where. Uh, uh, Chuck goes, I misplaced my notebook. Uh, we would always make fun of you for doing that, but I've never done that. And then, like, creepy music plays. I like the music. Yeah, but I'm like, you, you don't know what the significance no. of this is. And you're like, well, I guess this is important because it's got this little music sting there, but it's, it's, this, Freddy's Nightmares is always confusing as fuck. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, this, yeah, I'm sorry about this one. Well, then Chuck looks in the mirror and he's got, like, brown teeth. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He, like, looks in the mirror, like... Also, he has that same, like, wound on his face, or, like, the, the injury, like, a bruise. Yeah, what was that and about? The, and that's They their, never explain it. They never explain it, and also, like, um... The, again, this is what so, was so confusing to me about, like, the timeline of this, because it makes it seem like the the professor had, has, like, been sober, like, and sobering up and sobering up for a while, but the... The bruise has not changed. I'm like, so has this been a couple days? Has this been a couple months? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, it d- d- doesn't go away. Unless he like likes it, he just keeps hitting himself in the face. He's got a fight club situation. I, I um I recognize this guy from a couple of things. I felt like a I thought he was the guy from uh early edition at first. Early edition was that show uh, where they get the newspaper and it tells you the future. Yeah. Man. With the cat. Never watched it. Oh, I used to watch it at my friend Drew's house. What's up, Drew? Hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> the professor goes to class, and now he's sober. And uh, uh, I do like there was a line right before that, like where um, Chuck says something to the to the professor. He's like, "I wish uh, I wish my father felt like you did." And I just immediately started laughing, being like, "It sounded sexual." <laughs> All right, so we go to the class, um, and uh, I I started thinking this like a little succubus situation going on here because. Oh. Because as he was getting healthier, the professor, the uh-huh. Chuck was getting worse and worse. Yeah. So I, he the the professor goes to class and he talks to Barbara and he like asks asks her a question and she's like, well, why are you asking me questions? And he like it's all in her face. And basically, we just see that now he's doing better in the classroom. Yeah. And all this other stuff. He comes back home and he starts. Talking to Chuck. Chuck's locked himself in the bathroom. Wait, wait. Isn't there something about him being an animal in the suit, dude? Does yeah. he say that? He says that to the class. He's like, it's not me, people. It's an animal in the suit. And he's just basically like... I look good. Yeah. It's like, he's trying to go in and be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I had a bad days, but I'm not going to address it. And everyone's like, wait, uh, you're a raging drunk. Don't try to get around that. And yeah. Goes, <laughs> no, like, it's my suit. No, it's just the suit. Never drank in my life. Uh, yeah, he goes back and um, he... he they, they want to go to Switzerland. Yeah, so they're trying to find a way to hide Chuck from the military who's trying to capture him for being a deserter. And uh, the professor comes and he starts 
talking to him through the door, like, <laughs> and I thought it was really funny. I thought it was going to be a reveal, like, he's talking, he, he has this whole monologue about um, how he's going to, like, take him away, and he's like, guess what, I got this job, I found all this stuff, and I, it's going to, like, the door's going to open up, and it was going to be, like, the general or something. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't, it was Chuck, Chuck was in there the whole time. I would have loved to see, like, a, a, a shot, like, inserted of, like, him, like, sitting on the shitter. <laughs> like, or, yeah, you just hear, like, blunk, like a dump come in. You should go to Switzerland with me. Did you pick up any type of weird gay undertones? Like there was, because I don't know, like maybe it was just the sweater vests they were putting him in. Because like, like they were trying to establish that the professor now was uh, cleaning up his act and not looking as disheveled, but he seemed so much more effeminate and like kind of queer. Like, yeah, it was, and I was like, so now you're letting this younger student guy live with you hang out at your house all the time. I don't know where he's sleeping. They haven't really even established a bed because if he's sleeping on the couch, you know, where's... Where's the... Yeah, where's Chuck where, staying? Yeah. Chuck uh, sleeps in the bed. Well, he says he's going to go to Switzerland. Um, wait a minute. If all I have to do is get Chuck out of the country, why don't they just fly him to, like, Mexico or Canada? Why do they go to, all the way to Switzerland? I, I this doesn't the whole thing didn't make sense. And then because he's talking about he's like, well, first we're gonna fly to Canada, and then from Canada we're gonna fly to London, and then from London we gotta go stop at you know Shakespeare's old you know uh, village, and yep. then from there we'll go to Switzerland. I was like, who the fuck is paying for these well, yeah, the what, flights? That spring that Springfield uh, University money, baby. Springwood, spring. Oh fuck, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, but I liked how. Uh, the general shows up and he goes and tells him to hide in the bedroom. Chuck opens the door and we see him drinking. Oh yeah, this is like the whole thing I was saying about how like this is like the the suck like the succubus or reversing of some sort. Yeah. So now Chuck it's become a booze hound uh, because he's got nothing to do all day. Again, uh, we have no idea how many days has been. Like they reverse roles in what seems like two to three days. Yeah. And also, if you don't have anything to do all day, fucking turn on the television or something. Turn on dude. the television. Write your poetry. Do something. Yeah. Maybe put a band-aid on those those wounds. Yeah, no, no. You, you gotta you gotta let him show. That's all. <laughs> he would have like a Nelly band-aid anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty cool, probably, actually. He he's might like, get so hot in there, he's gonna take off all his clothes, though. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, I gotcha. I was gonna do it. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so he's he's a fucking drunk out of nowhere after being like a normal deserter. Yeah. Um, and, uh, God, so he, yeah, he tells me to get to go hide in the bedroom. And I really, I was like, I bet you this guy's hiding under the bed, just like in like any shitty movie, like, you know, the, the hiding under the bed and you get the perspective. You just see like, the feet walking around the person and then like the head goes down and, uh, and looks at him, but the no, POV shot. No, mm-hmm. they don't even go in another room. They have one set. Uh, but they're about to leave for Switzerland. And, the professor's not packed anything. No, no, none of his possessions. There's like paintings on the walls, furniture, everything is still there. It's not sold it, not packed it up. Just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna ditch my old life. And then, yeah, the general enters and immediately like punches the professor. And he's like, tell me where Chuck is. And he immediately gives him up. One hit, one hit and he gives him up. So one, one belt and he gives it up. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I wonder if uh, he would have had uh, more scruples, more balls, if he had just been uh, a little more boozed up. Yeah, he should have been. Uh, Chuck comes in, and he's like, what the fuck, bro? And then the general uh, starts giving him a hard time, 
and shoots him. Yep, pulls out a gun, shoots his son, and then... Uh, Don't die like a man. The professor starts grieving for him. He runs over, and Chuck's dead body disappears. Of course. It was all a dream. Well... Or was it? It wasn't a dream. This, no. This, well, who knows? Actually, no. I can't say definitively okay. whether this is or not, but Th- the reveal... That's what... Uh, th- there was something that I was going to bring up, because I thought... This might be going a little too far ahead, but um, depending on whether this was real or not, if Chuck was ever real, um, there was no there's no kill count in this one. In this episode, what do you mean? No one, no one got, uh, no one died. Oh yeah, huh? Unless if only if Chuck, but that Chuck doesn't end up being Chuck. Chuck is like this guy's like projectile projection of of, of himself. Yeah, so we find out. So that- there's no kill count in Freddy's. That's insane. Well. It, it actually, yeah, that that is a first for Freddy's. Instead of actually anything happening, because not only is it not scary, but no one's getting hurt either. No, just having a good this clean time. Sucked. The general disappears. We find out that the general is the professor's father, and that Chuck is the younger version of the professor, and that all which is like why he likes poetry and stuff like that. Because he goes on to be a Shakespeare yeah. uh, dude. Um, Shakespeare dude. Yeah, that's a that's the that's a proper term, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so the general says that because the professor deserted the army. God, this is so convoluted. Because he deserted from the army, it gave it killed him. That's what killed his dad. So his guilt makes him. Yeah, dwelling on this. Is he drinking? And uh, this scene in the the booze is so clearly water. Yeah, it's like clear and not anything looking like booze that was clear. Um, well, and the, the on the did you see on, on the picture? Yeah, now this now that when he takes a picture of the general out of the drawer, it has like an autograph on it. I I'm like, who like autographs the picture they're giving their son? Like, <laughs> best of luck, yeah. your father. Stay cool. Stay cool. Yeah, <laughs> have a good summer. Let's hang out this summer. <laughs> Well, the professor wakes up, and so this was all a dream. He he is now back in his disheveled, shitty apartment. He takes a drink from the bottle, looks at the general's photo, gets all emotional, starts crying. Again, the music cue starts up, but then we get Barbara and Jeannie, the students from class. They show up at the professor's door and ask him to tutor her. I I was like, this is a layup for a three-way right here. Yeah. This is it, and he just totally misses it. Yeah, well, maybe he's got fucking, I don't know, some alcohol brought on ED or something. Oh, is that possible? Uh, I don't know. Mm, you just looked around rather strangely. Eyes darted back what and forth. What are you talking like, about? Like Felix clock. Tugging on the collar of my shirt here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he basically tells these chicks to, to hit the road. Uh, he starts crying, and then a knock at the door, and it's Chuck. Repeat footage. So... The story is beginning again, question mark? I don't know. The chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. We go, we get the Freddy, like, little interstitial, and Freddy's got a triangle a chalkboard, and it says, I shall not desert the army. Um, and Freddy basically goes, he deserted, he deserted the army, and now he must relive this hell of his 10,000 times or, or until die. or until he dies. So, first of all, I think it's really funny that Freddy even gives a shit about military politics. Like, 
that's the low even for me. Yeah, I'm like, what? Okay, <laughs> what agenda does Freddie have for people defending their country? I have no clue. Not a clue. But here's my here's my problem with this story. If the professor, because the professor isn't really reliving this, because he's incorporating the narrative of the classroom of Jeannie and Barbara with it. So since that is a narrative that is progressing, it's not truly looping. No. If they hadn't come to the door, because that serves no purpose, if it had just been Chuck again, it would have made sense. But yeah. by having them there, it's like, oh, actually, it's not a perfect it's loop. A different, yeah, it's things a different are, one. Things are changing. And also, uh, he doesn't seem, when, when Chuck knocks on the door, he doesn't go, what? It's happening again. He goes, Oh, what's up, Chuck? Yeah. Which means that if he's not experiencing it happening over and over again, he's just experiencing it once. Are you... So that means that he is just getting over his alcoholism over and over again. Are you implying that Freddy's Nightmares uh, doesn't make sense? Just... Are uh, you surprised? <laughs> I'm just saying, like... It's... it's uh, yeah, I I hated this. I, I almost didn't want to do this tweaks, one. A few, yes, you did want to do this. No, one. I mean like I, I like after watching it, I was like, ugh. Like the the second one was even worse too. Well, yeah, it's Freddy's. It's gonna have some holes. Do we rate these individually, or do we go for the whole thing at the end? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Creepy crawlers part one. All right, I'm gonna go first. Go for it. Short and sweet. Okay. Um, short and spooky. Short and spooky. Uh, I wanted to like this one the first time I watched it, and the second time, in uh, the third, and the fourth time. God. I just it just got worse and worse. Um, maybe that's because of seeing it and knowing what's gonna happen. But what if you have to watch this ten thousand times? Oh my God! Or until would, you die, I would just die for it. <laughs> I grabbed that noose in the first nightmare scene and just throw it right on me. Uh-huh. Um, I. Uh, it wasn't good, and I don't really like want to elaborate too much on it because the plot didn't make sense. The what well, you you brought up the point I was going to make too about how like this is not a loop, nothing is making sense. Um, I did enjoy a couple of the lines in that, like the opening scene. I was like, oh cool, this is going to be zany. No, not zany at all. Just dumb. One little set inside this room. I'm going. I'm going. On this episode itself, I'm going three. Three creepy crawlers out of ten. And that's just because, no, yeah, three. That's There, there was nothing really redeeming to it. I wouldn't show this to someone if they if they asked me to watch an episode of the show. I concur. Um, I think that uh, the execution, very poorly done. Uh, I think that the concept, if it had been perhaps executed like in a clever Twilight Zone or something like that, and, you know, they just made it actually work, I think it would have been a cool idea. Hey, you know, someone's, like, is dealing with their past by projecting it onto the present and then kind of disassociating from themselves and not really acknowledging the root of their problem. I'm like, that's kind of cool. But, yeah, it was fucked. It was stupid. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, the best part of it was the dream. No, it wasn't even a dream. It was just a, a make-believe play. Uh, ooh. I mean, as far as Freddy's goes, I mean, I'll give it a four for Freddy's. Um, wow. I don't know. I, some of the other ones are awesome. I mean, I'll tell you this: I liked the actor. I liked the lead guy. I, I liked too. the professor. I did too. Um, He's all three uh, crawlers for me. Okay. <laughs> 
This guy's covered in crawlers. Covered in crawlers. All right, we'll revisit uh, the creepy crawler score uh, when we hit part two. All right, so we move on to the second part, uh, and this one has uh, Barbara from the first episode. Yes. And it doesn't make... There's nothing related to it. No, one thing I did... her. I thought it was... One thing I did appreciate about this was trying to take a, a look at modern technology through modern the technology. eyes this is of... A, okay, yeah, this is a computer one. Yeah. This the... is a computer... And it starts <sighs> out with some... Computer voiceover. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a dragnet or like a, a, a police know. squad thing where it's like... The the narrator is basically acting as if they are a police detective by narrating this story. Um, this. He talks about narrate was it interfacing with the Mac next door? Yeah, I love a cute Mac. <laughs> I was like, how the hell is this possible? I had to, I got on I got on the internet myself and I did a little uh, googling. The internet was not made available to businesses until August 6th, 1991. So this was two years before internet yeah, was available. October 30th, 1989. Yeah. So uh, forget everything you know. Don't try to make any sense of I this. Love, just, uh, I love computer talking like 80s theme things where it's just like, go to the file and, and, and they, like, everything's just like, it's trying to sound clever. Yeah. They're like, the system with the file and the... You're like, nobody watching will ever know what RAM is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we get the, we get Barbara here, and she's at her, uh, cre computer credit. Uh, yeah, I thought it was computer credit, Ooh. but if you look at the, um, computer. the Scrabble letters on the wall, it's compute, uh, credit. Yeah, doesn't sound very, like, no. a good company. And Barbara, who was, like, I don't know, somewhat likable in the first one, is, is a total bitch. Total bitch, and she's bossing around her assistant. Millie. Millie. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, Millie Vanilli. What is is Millie short for anything? Mildred? Oh, maybe Millicent. Millicent? I don't know. These are old school names. Yeah, Millie. Mm. Millie and Barbara. That sounds like people that would, again will play bingo. Yeah. Oh, we meet Millie and Barbara, and uh, Barbara's Millie's supervisor. So remember at the beginning when she like in the first story she's talking. Actually, I work at this computer credit union as a supervisor. That was just foreshadowing, unnecessarily so, but now we find out this. Um, she's working at this company. They do, I guess, well, it's weird because Barbara's supposed to be a supervisor, but essentially she's just doing a customer service representative. Yeah, because uh, she goes to the front desk every time these people come up, they're having like payment issue things going on, and she's just like so condescending towards them. Yeah. Being like, sorry, can't do anything. It's in the computer already. Yeah. <laughs> she just basically does that over and over again. And I'm like, like, you're the boss. Shouldn't the assistant be the one up there? Or like you have a fucking, uh, I don't know, like a, an actual secretary or something like that? Well, no, because Millie, she goes just, hey, go write computer programs. Yeah, that's I'll deal exactly with the customers. It. Yeah, go write programs. Like go write huge sections of code. Yeah, no problem. Millie overhears a customer randomly decides to help and the customer's like oh thanks it's really nice to you let me write down my phone number and then barbara sees millie being like kind of you know compassionate mm -hmm. and she's like uh i'll take that phone number yeah that's a and she like riffs it up yeah. like she won't even let somebody else help she's like no i'm sorry like i understand being a bitch but also just being like a total dick <laughs> and, and also like a, a cock block <laughs> she's a bitch and a dick and a cock block yeah Man, triple threat. Yep. Well, we get our first little taste of Freddy, um, and he's 
pretending to be at a law firm? I don't know. This was strange to me. Did you? So he he was sitting at a desk. Freddie's sitting at a desk. Did you read that little plaque that was on his desk? No. What did it say? It said, uh, "Law firm of Freddie, 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 and Freddie." Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, the writers couldn't think of one other cool, like, clever name. You could be like... I know. And why not just be Kruger? Instead, it was Freddy. F- yeah, Freddy. You could have Kruger. You could have, like, Knight, comma, Mayor. You know, like, all these oh, different oh, yeah. things that would be, like, kind of cool. I like that. Knight and Mayor, Freddy, Kruger, all this stuff. But nice nope. little punch up. Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. Man. Well, this is... Okay, so whenever Freddy's doing his little bits, he's hanging out at Freddy's pad freddy's house it always seems weird it's like i'm like is this a cave is this a basement i thought this i was like it looked like a goddamn like the bridge of a spaceship like there was like neon lights and yeah. smoke everywhere <laughs> like, i bet they just go to like when they're filming they're like whatever set was like available for a couple hours they're like hey can we uh can we go in and like <laughs> film in your place throw a little fog machine in there that's all we're gonna do like freddy it hates these episodes as much as everyone else he's got to get really baked that's what it feels like is that he doesn't <laughs> like doing this how poetic would that be? Like Freddie's like forced to watch like all these terrible stories and marry them. What if that's his reliving of nightmares? Like the like the professor has. It's like I gotta do ten thousand episodes of this show before I kill myself. Yeah, thank God he didn't. No, yeah, thank God. Man, that would just be so much. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So, um, Barbara's mom calls. Yeah, Barb and uh. Total normal voice, right? <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> I didn't. I, that's what was so strange with this half of the episode was very cartoon, very cartoony, and it was like, okay, wait, you're trying to be serious with this like voiceover, like like you said, like this like investigative thing, and then all of a sudden you pick it up and it's a cartoon voice being like, and yeah. she's like, all right, mom, I'll hook you up, I'll fix your credit for you, yeah, because you fucked it up again, yeah, and uh, Millie. Calls her out on that shit. Yeah, she's like, "What the fuck?" Millie, most likable person in this entire episode, until the end. Yeah, okay. Everybody sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so we got uh, we but, got shitty. So why doesn't Barbara report? No, wait. Why doesn't Millie report Barbara to her boss? There's she's scared. Oh, I was gonna be like Barbara. You saw Barbara. She she tears up numbers. Well, clearly Barbara doesn't run this company, so she has somebody who she answers to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we get, like, our first confusing, not confusing, enough the first either. Well, the, so the, the robot, the computer voiceover says, I knew she was the only one who could catch her, so I played on her fears. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, Barbara has shown no fear of computers or getting caught or any fear of repercussions or anything. She just is like a stone cold bitch, like, for no reason. Uh, yeah, and this computer, um... The voiceover was so funny, like so weird. Like I couldn't tell what it wanted. It was like, are you trying to be like a like a? I don't know. I couldn't tell what it was trying to do. <laughs> I don't think the show knew what it was trying to do. Like Dragnet, maybe. Like you said, that, I, I, that's probably not even the right answer. It's the only thing I could think of. But the computer like gives Barbara her Miranda rights and 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 gives her handcuffs with like a computer wire, like cuffs her hands, and then we cut to. 
I guess this is Barbara's daydream. I don't know. Because it's not a real dream. She's conscious the whole time, but it's a cut to Barbara, and she's in a dungeon being locked up. This dungeon is so funny. It's, like, got, like, candles, basically, for... Not well, candles. It's got, like, it's the most dim, like, there's, like, vines and shit everywhere. <laughs> it's like a fucking... And they're, like, this is federal prison or something like dungeon. that. I'm, like, this is a federal prison? Like, I thought that they, you know, they were making good money doing this these prison places, but no... My favorite part about this was when they show Millie acting as the warden or like a, you know, a prison guard. They put her in a fat suit and slick her hair back so she looks like, I don't know, like a lesbian or something. I, like, I, I was like, what was the choice to, to alter her look? Why not just And they make do her... that a couple times through the sequences, too. Why? I didn't catch it the first time. Yeah. I thought that was, like, hysterical. I was like, so, wait a minute. Uh, now they, they're trying to make her look like a lesbian, like a butch lesbian. Yeah. No other... Put it off me. I'm starving. <laughs> She takes she takes Barbara. She throws her into the cell, and her cellmate is also a computer. And this computer talks as well, and then as they all do. Yeah, well, it, that's what I was wondering. Does this computer talk? I don't know. I mean, the screen as it goes. The screen on, types something, but does it actually say anything out loud? I think it does. <laughs> I don't know. This was terrible. Well. So it cuts back to the office, and Barbara is talking to herself. And that's when I was like, so wait a minute. So this is a daydream, and I – okay, so Freddy's takes over your dreams. But this is a daydream. A daydream is just a thought. Yeah. So all this is is thoughts. But her hands are actually legitimately tied up by computer wire. How did that happen? I don't know. I, again, I, <laughs> did I didn't Did she do it to, to herself? I, I think she did. She's a woman on the brink of – insanity she's, yeah she's i mean i don't even know if her mom really existed i think with that cartoonish of a voice like i think this is all in her head <laughs> maybe i think that would be a better option of being like no her mom is like uh the professor's chuck yes exactly she's calling her older self <laughs> when her credits <laughs> fucked up um uh, yeah so the love interest enters enters yeah oh god this guy this guy he's a hunk he's a hunk of chunk. <laughs> i don't know well no so this guy's name is joe <clears throat> Played by an actor named Joseph. And this actor, he's best known for his role in Saturday Night Fever as a character named Joey. <laughs> this guy only plays characters named Joe. Yeah, his agent calls. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the character's name, Dan? No. <laughs> what's the agent? You know, what's the name of the other guy? It's Joe. I'm in. Well, Joe just does his credits. For or a director, uh, a director is like... All right, I'm reading the script. I got a guy. I don't know this character's name, Joe. Ooh, I got the guy for it. I know just the Joe. Yeah, so Joe's credit's fucked up, and he's, like, trying to get it changed. He goes, and, and he's, like, he had, a, he had a plumber fix his shitter, but he didn't want to pay him. He was not satisfied with the work that the plumber did. Yeah, like, wait, what? That's the best line you could come up with? Uh, and so he's trying to... I thought immediately Barbara was going to be like, okay, I'll help you. But, no, Barbara's a bitch to him, too. Yep. She wouldn't even consider changing her credit score for three months, is what she says. And then Joe happens to notice her pendant. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. It's two hands holding on a pendant. Yeah. And it says nothing about Romeo or Juliet. Besides Barbara, this is the only connection to the previous episode. This is it. It's just... Well, it's very subtle. Shakespeare. So this is, yeah. This is uh, the Romeo and Juliet, two star-crossed lovers. Of course, the first episode being a, a parody of King Lear. You know, and Freddie acting as Caliban. This is very standard stuff, people. Yep. I'm just kidding. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, But yeah, he... I liked it. (laughs) Joe, like, Joe and Barbara are, like, immediately in love. 
uh, and they both love Shakespeare. And he's like, wow, that's so great. And I was like, there's no fucking way in hell you would know that that has anything to do no. with Romeo and Juliet. So they're both in love, and they cut to Joe and Barbara, like, sucking face, like, making out yeah. hardcore at a restaurant. And the computer goes, some people have fun. I work. And I was like, so if this whole episode's narrated by the computer, then there's no way that this computer would know that they are doing this. No, that's, again, I wrote down the same thing, too. I was like, is this computer have, like, eyes everywhere somehow? Like, how does it? No, it can't. The internet doesn't exist. So Barbara, uh, Barbara gets fucked by Joe. (laughs) They, like, it's like, yeah, let's go out to dinner. At dinner, they don't eat. They just make out. And then they don't say anything. They just leave. And And then uh, the next day. How did, uh. How, did, how was Joe's performance? Like a god. That's awesome. Oh, my God, dude. Well, it's funny. So she goes in the next day, and she's bragging to Millie. And Millie is like, yeah, how was it? Yeah, how was it? Like, <laughs> it's like, wouldn't it's it... like, like he fucked you, right? Yeah. Like, you fucked this dude on the on the first night, like, right? This is, yeah, Millie is, like, being nice, but it's you like, can tell she's like, oh, this fucking bitch definitely fucked this, <laughs> this whore banged this guy first night. Well, so Barbara is, like, feeling him, and so she's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put a bunch of positive – she talks to, to Joe on the phone. She puts a bunch of positive credit marks on his credit report, so she'll fix his credit score. And then she goes to lunch to go meet Joe for lunch. Uh-oh. He didn't show up. I know. And what did she do? She's she's fucking – she goes, I'm going to – if you the you're about to have the worst credit rating since Germany in World War Two. I liked that line. Really, but it should have been better. Germany after World War One would have been more, because that's when they they like got sanctioned crazy and like you have to have like a wheelbarrow of money just to buy uh, a loaf of bread. No lie. Well, whatever the fucking case was, she fucks his credit up, and, and then he shows back up and he's like i'm sorry something uh, there's an emergency and i should have called the restaurant or something like that which is like he's like so my- funny to me now like being like nowadays it'd be like a quick text being like yo emergency bye but back then it's like you'd have to call the restaurant the restaurant would come out and be like is there a barbara here is there a barbara <laughs> barbara well she goes he goes oh i'm glad you're not mad she's like no i could never be mad oh Wait, I almost forgot. I fucked your shit up. And I was like, did she really forget? Yeah. Or did is she just insane? She is insane. She goes, oh, I fucked your credit, um, but there's no way I can fix it, even though I did fix your credit earlier, and I fix my mom's credit almost every day. Yeah. She, again, plot hole uh, number 25 of this episode alone. I might argue there's more than 25 at this point. If we're being serious, no, there, I'm, there's I'm, so many plot holes in yeah. this fucking thing. Uh, and so he's a little butthurt about it, and he's like, can't you go, you know? No, he's like, I don't want to fucking ever see you again. Yeah. And, uh, he takes off, and then Barbara's I, computer starts talking to her again. Yep. Man, and you know she's bummed out about losing that godlike sex. Yeah. Well, so this, so this is the first time that the computer talks out loud, and it's in his voice. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this chick is fucking off her rocker. She's totally nuts, and she's actually hearing this stuff, even though it doesn't work. Because there's no way a computer could actually be talking without having speakers, and you wouldn't have speakers on a computer because they didn't have music on computers. Then it, you know what I mean? It, yeah, I'm. I you keep looking at me like for answers. <laughs> I told you this was dumb. I'm sorry. So Barbara is talking to Joe 
through the computer, and it seems like she thinks Joe is in the computer. I don't know. She goes, how did you get in there? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so? Because it makes... I, I, I definitely giggled when that happened. How did you get in there? <laughs> snuck in when you weren't paying attention. I mean, if this lady is so fucking naive that she all you have to do is write some words on a computer screen, she's like, oh, it's Joe. Yep. I'm like, why not just like write something on a piece of paper? And like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, it, it was odd. I, I, I didn't, um, the whole thing with the computer, I was, I was like, okay, this thing is voicing over our episode. It's now speaking out loud to the characters in it. I didn't, like, it has no boundaries of, like, what the rules are. And, no. And, yeah. That's the number one problem I think I have with uh, Freddy's Nightmares, so there's no rules. There are no rules. Hey, um, number one rule of Freddy's Nightmares? Don't talk about Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I wish our podcast after this episode actually had that, that same policy. <laughs> Um, well, so this part, I was my second favorite part in this episode after, uh, the professor pulling the eyeballs out of the lady Mm -hmm. is where the computer screen gets a fist punches out of the computer screen, grabs Barbara around the neck and pulls her into a computer. That was awesome. I remember being like, I, I, the first time I saw it, uh, I like literally like, like double took like huh? what I, like <laughs> you don't see enough, you don't see that many women getting punched in the face in tv shows <laughs> and then by a human hand coming out of a computer screen like couldn't yeah. it have been like a robot hand or something i know i also like that it was wearing like a, a shirt like it wasn't just like a an arm it was a it was a a, a sleeved shirt i think it was supposed to be like joe's arm it huh? was a big arm too <laughs> good size arm he's got a i mean he's he's, he's got, got a, a big old arm <laughs> got a big old dick He's like a bad credit score. (laughs) Take it what you get. Oh, man. Um, So this is Freddy's Nightmares version of the inside of a computer. How would you describe this? Um, Electric walls uh, of lights, things rotating, uh, lots of shocks just going off everywhere, electrical shocks. Uh, And then we have... uh, is it Millie again that shows back up, right? No, no. So, okay. So we're inside the computer and Barbara is like walking around, like looking for Joe and two computer programs come up and they are played by the same people who had come by and spoke with Barbara earlier saying that their com- 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 their credit was fucked. So one of them was the the woman who's like, oh yeah, my car. Oh yeah. And the other the, one was the, some yeah. other dude who's talking about his credit. Um, Yeah, that, that, that's right. And, uh, they're they're very diligent about uh, not letting. They're like we're numbers. Remember, like we're just numbers in a program. Or she says that. Uh, I don't know. This set was like. I think the reason that we have maybe six people playing this episode is because they went all out with their small budget of to make this uh, this scene. Well, I th- it's funny that you say that because I feel like the the set of the actual office itself looks cheap as fuck. Oh yeah, it, it looked it looked like cardboard. It looked like it was like gonna fall down. I don't know how, from one point of view, you can make a wall look thin, but you could tell those walls are thin. Oh yeah. Well, so Barbara's looking for Joe inside the computer for some reason. She's got it inside her head. He's in there. Well, I guess he pulled her in, and she finds Joe trapped behind a plane of a pane of glass. Yeah, this was confusing. And she goes, "Here, I'll try to erase the glass." Or delete it, and then she... Uh, deletes him. She deletes him, and she starts freaking out, and then snaps out of her daydream, and then she meets with Joe again to apologize. Yeah. She's always daydreaming. That's what I'm saying. A daydream you know is a thought. So all you are is like, oh, this thought crossed my mind. 
She she needs a cup of Joe <laughs> to to stop this daydreaming on the job. I don't know if that helps. I think she's fucking spiraling a descent into madness. Yeah. Well, Barbara reveals that to erase the bad credit, even though it's been no problem in the past, to erase it because she fucked it up so bad, she's got to use a special individual personal code issued to her at the company. But if she uses her own code, she could get caught for tampering. Which she's already been doing. From the FBI. That's what I'm saying. Uh, And so she uh, uses Millie's code. Yeah, she says she knows it because Joe's like, well, surely there's got to be someone else's code. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she uses uh, Millie's code, and this is where things really go awry for her. Yeah, because she, she's like, okay, I'm going to use Millie's code, and then when she comes in, like, it'll be all good because everyone will think that she did it. Uh, uh, but Millie, this uh, Millie is at the hospital, and she's running late, and we... Uh, <laughs> she broke her legs. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite line of the entire episode. Was uh, she said something along the lines of, um, "I mean, like, plenty of people go to work with a broken leg." <laughs> and then I also hated how um, bad the the phone call dialogue was. Like, it's that that thing where like they're repeating like they're an exposition basically. They're being like, "Wait, you're at the hospital? You broke your leg?" Like instead of being like, "Oh, you know." Anyway, it's like. She repeats basically everything the person says on the other side they don't hear. So. Are you trying to say that there's bad acting in this? Yes, there's bad writing, bad acting, bad everything. Um, and she's just she's like, when are you coming in? And she clearly is like, I have a broken leg. Like, I can't, I'm going to have to be in a cast, and I'm not going to be able to come in and sit down in a chair. Yeah. Dumb. Barbara's like Ebenezer Scrooge. She's just like, you're working. Barbara's like Scrooge McDuck. What happened to that? Nice. Uh, the, the, so she starts freaking out. She's like, oh shit. This basically means that if Millie doesn't come in, then they're gonna be able to find out that I used her code and I'm gonna get fucking busted. Uh, the company security officer conveniently comes in at just that moment and says that they're looking for her. Uh, the computer like went off and was like, yo, uh, you're tampering with files, which is a federal crime. And, uh. Which she's been doing the entire time. Yeah. She, again. Suddenly it's an issue. Suddenly it's an issue. The uh, computer. Get. She goes, she goes right back inside that bad boy. Yeah, it says, it's like, they left her alone. I had to do something. Yeah. And then so it just types on the fools. screen. Fools. He calls them fools. Or something like <laughs> they left. Foolish. <laughs> the computer Idiots. says, there's a better way to escape. Uh, instead of running away or something, it's like, come into the computer and, and delete it, the files. The evidence. Why doesn't the computer just do it? Well, it's. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Jesus Christ. Let's get this. Uh, this sucks. Well, okay. So Barbara this time deliberately goes inside the computer. Don't ask me how. Nope. Uh, and she starts going, looking for Millie's files. So did you notice things written on the wall? Uh, I, it was a little blurry in the, on the version I got. It, okay. So it'll be like, it would... So in this scene, Barbara is walking around inside of a computer access, accessing the files on Millie's computer. Yes. The files have names written on them. And some of, one, of, one of them is high school, and another one of them is liposuction. Wow. And I was like, so does this mean that she got liposuction? Like, it said liposuction on a... Like a sign inside this computer, and I have no clue why. No, maybe she ruined her credit with liposuction. I don't know. Oh, who knows? It says, yeah, one of the files was drama, 
Holmes like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening? But Barbara takes a file out. <laughs> Before one of was like, uh, spring with you. <laughs> spring. So it would just be like a bunch of like, yeah, fanfic. Uh, Par- Barbara takes a file out and all of a sudden she, her hair and clothes get all frizzed out. Yeah, and like the file like disappears. I, it, yeah. I, I would like to believe that, that that's her deleting it, quote unquote. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I thought this was like the... Um, it's like the Goosebumps G. Remember how it makes that one lady all, <laughs> oh yeah, all busted. Yeah. Mm. Same thing as a computer file. Well, Barbara doesn't know what the hell she was doing, and neither did I. No one knows how computers work. It's what a computer says. Yeah, like, of course. It's a very like '80s thing, being like, no one knows what technology is. Well, they show her like they cut back to her in real life, and she's like crawling around on the ground with a fucking computer monitor, like. She's fucking gone off the deep end. Yeah. And those those cops show up. They and, basically uh, are like, yep, you're under arrest for file tampering. And they take her to jail. And then uh, we cut to Millie on the phone, right? Yeah. And so, she's like, wow, five years in federal prison is a lot. Like, a, I don't know if it is. Did she say if it was or was not? A, she's like, that's a very harsh sentence. But yeah, they. they she's talking to Barbara's her mom. mom. Yeah, her Barbara's mom's like, hey, by the way. Can you <laughs> <laughs> by the way, can you fix my fucking credit? Yeah, she doesn't give a shit that her daughter's gone. She's like, I just got to gotta fix that for me. And, and then, then Joe. Joey, baby. Joey enters and uh, we have the reveal that Millie set Barbara up. Yep. So now Barbara went to prison. Millie got a promotion, yeah, and Millie had uh, utilized Joe, which is her brother. Yeah, weird to seduce. I know that's what, that's what's even weirder when she's like, "So howdy, fuck you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell tell me about my so brother's straight. dick, yeah. <laughs> please. Always wanted to know. <laughs> Pornhub. I was gonna say that's uh, that's one of those deleted files talking about her brother's big hog. Yeah, but gross. <laughs> Uh, so Millie, Millie says, uh, to Joe, she goes, well, I can, I programmed the computer to say that shit to Barbara. And then by the end, she really believed it. And then as Millie is exiting, the computer says, goodbye, Millie. I love you. I don't, is the computer also her brother? Did she program the computer to say that? Yeah. I, so, okay. So either she programmed the computer to say these things deliberately, and she typed them out, and then it said them. Or she has uh, legitimately created an artificial intelligence that is autonomous and does its own it things. I think that's 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 what they want you to think. Okay. And do you think the it is the AI version of her brother though? Because we hear Joe in the, you know, like because like we're led to believe no, that because the voiceover isn't Joe. But the one thing it it's led to, she's like Joe, remember? Yeah, but that's because that was seen by Barbara. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if if the artificial intelligence is the artificial intelligence is the personality of a detective. Oh God. But I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it's one of these things you can't scrutinize it too much. Um, I've yeah, I've already lost like three hours of my life rewatching to watch yeah. talking about this right now. Well, okay, so we'll do this. We'll we'll. Do you want to give our our overall thoughts, or do you want to give the second? The score for the second group. Do we can do both? Okay. Do you want to go? Yeah. Um. This episode, this part of the episode was awful. It made somehow it made less sense than the first one, which was already uh, nonsensical at all. Um. I 
wanted to try and like it again because I always liked Freddy, but like it, it the the plot holes were too many to count, and and I just didn't. The acting wasn't good enough. There wasn't a character on there that was likable, and it was awful. Like the you want to have like some computer internet thing like get your timeline right like this isn't like you said it, internet wasn't made available to businesses till 91 this is 89 so they're trying to be like edgy maybe this is supposed to take place in the future oh maybe um but no this was terrible the set was bad the everything was bad about this this was a two out of ten for me okay uh my creepy color score for just this episode um i'll give it a three and a half um I thought it was a little bit better than the Dust to Dust uh, Freddy's Nightmares. But let me say this. What I think would have made this episode stronger is if either of these episodes, either the one with the professor and the alcohol and the, the, the general, or this other one with the computer and Barbara and, and all this shit, like, I think if they had had a, a complimentary episode that was a little more similar, it would have been better. You know what I mean? There like, was no... These two outside of uh, Shakespeare and Barbara, this there was no uh, through line. I think that was my biggest issue with this episode is that there's hardly anything in common like connecting these two. They seem so different. Um, would I recommend this over Dust to Dust? Yes, really. I think Dust to Dust actually was at least like funny bad. Ooh, this was funny bad. I don't. I don't know. The though. first one wasn't. The second one was funny bad. I don't know. I don't think either. Jesus Christ. You know what, Tom? Next time we do Freddy's Nightmares, I'm picking it. That's okay. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was awful. I think overall for the whole episode, I'm giving it uh, a 2.75. Overall, I'll give it a 3. Very fair scores, I think, all around. Yeah. Uh, let's pat ourselves on the back and ditch this fucking hot mess. All right. Well, that was Freddy's Nightmares. Um... As usual, if uh, you have any suggestions for episodes you want to hear us talk about, please shoot us an email at shortandspooky at gmail.com or tweet at us at shortandspooky. Um, anything you want to leave us with, Tom? Uh, no, just um, hope everyone's uh, getting a little, nice little end of the semester or start of the summer kind of thing going on. And uh, John, have a great time on your trip. Take a lot of pictures. Uh, eat a lot of food. Tell me about it. Okay. I'll tell everyone about it. Okay. <laughs> You looked at me like I had something to follow up on it. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Short and Spooky. Uh, we'll see you later, Spookies. Later, later Shorties. Bye. Bye.